TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? Everybody, welcome to episode 124 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Tyler. You need to subscribe to unlock my name. <laughs> and I'm Kalen. And um, I want to start things off with uh, there have been a few uh, notable celebrity deaths. Uh, two expected, one unexpected uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, one which we failed to touch on last week was Cloris Leachman. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I was for the I couldn't figure out her name for like two days. <laughs> Cloris Leachman was a legendary, legendary comedic actress. Uh, she was in Blazing Saddles. She was in uh, Young Frankenstein, uh, and she was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I I caught an episode of Night Gallery with her yesterday. wasn't expecting it, uh, and it was a non comedic role, and it was really good <laughs> it was scary because she was mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh she was amazing lived a long uh long life um and uh this past week uh saw the passing of christopher Plummer. yes which is very so sad. sad but yeah again kind of expected lived a long and full life uh both in their 90s yeah so it's because of Christopher Plummer that I know if I were to lose an eye, how I would take care of that. Because he played, <laughs> he played a, a, a bad guy in Star Trek six that had like an eye patch that was bolted on. Just like, <laughs> it was so brutal. Um, and the unexpected one, Dustin Screech Diamond, uh, has died of cancer. Yeah. At, yeah. He was 44 years old. Oh, that's a shame. I didn't actually hear know about that one. Yeah, I was Screech. never a huge Saved by the Bell fan, but I mean, you know, part of the pop culture environment, and also there was that thing about him doing porn forever. Uh, he only uh, he did one sex tape, and uh, he regretted it. Yeah, I, I, he I just remember like, in an interview. Yeah, like for yeah, he used a dick double, which was kind of funny. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better to use a dick double than a double dick. Um, the uh, <laughs> depends on your uh, <laughs> depends on, on where you are or what your industry is. <laughs> His first uh, major role was in um, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I saw that recently for he the first time. He was ten years old. I did not know he was in that. Yeah. It's been way too long. He he was was he the rich kid? I the, honestly can't remember. I just saw uh, uh, Pee Wee post about it. Uh, uh, and it's been far far too long since I've seen that movie. No, he was not the rich kid. The rich kid was was Pee Wee's age. The rich kid was no no no. I I mean the the, the actual child, not not the not, not the adult guy. I don't remember an actual rich child. I remember the like adult the, guy. It was the, I think it was the, the movie star kid, the the one that gets the bike for the movie. Oh, 
Yeah, Maybe? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. <clears throat> um, yeah, I have no idea. The uh, remember buried deep in the basement of the Alamo. But yeah, uh, Saved by the Bell really became uh, his um, uh, identity. Um, and it, apparently he was in. So there was a precursor to Saved by the Bell uh, called something like uh, What's Up, Mr. Beller or some shit like that. I can't fucking remember what the hell it was called. Um, Belvedere? No. Uh, and that was Belvedere, not Beldevere. It was not a, a, a drag queen with the name Beldevere. Uh, I don't know. It was Mr. Belvedere. Um, Sorry, I, I, you know, I didn't go to I, I didn't go to, to high school with Noah. <laughs> oh damn! I am the youngest Sad. person in my band. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm sure Ringo or Paul McCartney is the youngest member of the Beatles as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the guy who played Zach in uh, Saved by the Bell was also in the precursor to Saved by the Bell and apparently uh, really like pushed for Dustin Diamond to come over to Saved by the Bell as well. So I guess it was because of him that uh, Dustin Diamond continued on in the, in the series as it went on to see several iterations over about 15, 20 years. Um, what a name. It, it sounds fake. Yeah, right. And it, it, like, it, it, it sounds like a country singer. For the I, hate to point, I hate to put this out there uh, and break your heart, Brooks, but Screech is, in fact, a fake <laughs> 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 also now i'm imagining a country singer with the name screech um, that wasn't mr ed talking the um uh there were like before the internet there were rumors that um screech the you know dustin diamond and mike d from the bc boys were related oh yeah that's funny. Confirmed not it, true. Dustin Diamond's a way better rap name. It is. Instead of Mike <laughs> <Yeah>. Diamond. <laughs> Mike Diamond sounds like a porn My name is Diamond. <laughs> Hi. Mike. I'm Diamond. Mike Diamond. <laughs> Only thing harder than my last name is. <laughs> <laughs> my taxes is a contractor. <laughs> <laughs> But then, it, like, your name would have to be Richard Diamond. I'm Dick Diamond. Come on down, Dick Diamond's used car emporium. <laughs> I-17 in Bell Road. What a waste of that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, still the best name. And honestly, like, I had uh, my friends were... Uh, uh, one of my friends had a marriage agreement with this friend of mine, uh, just to get her last name. Uh, her last name was strange. Her legal last name is strange. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, you can change your name. I'm sure it's, is it cheaper no, than getting her, married? Her given last name, her actual last name is strange. Uh, 
Like her parents' last name, Strange. She comes a lot from a long line of Stranges. So it's not strange. Do you uh, do you think that whoever she like her her significant other is uses the man? I got some strange last night as a joke all the time. <laughs> I feel like that would, that would be funny like two days in a row. Yeah, that's the point of those Get a doctor and become Doctor Strange. Please, <laughs> she kind of has to. Yeah, right. You're kind of obligated <laughs> to do that if you have a last name Strange. For me, it's like shrimp. What the fuck is that? Do I have to go into fishing? Do I have to like? Is that is that my calling? No, you're gonna you're gonna be the, you're gonna be the general manager of a Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or the new mascot for uh, for the Indiana Pacers. You can be the new Detlef shrimp. Uh, I am related to him. Are you really? Yeah. Basically, if anyone has the last name Shrimp or uh, the original variation before it was changed, uh, which is Shrimp with an F at the end, uh, is related to me in some way. Shrimply Pibbles. That's not a surname. Pibbles is the surname. Well, (laughs) Shrimply, comma, Pibbles. (laughs) That's not his name, though. <laughs> you can't just change someone's name to fit your joke, Brooksy Poo. You know it's headcanon now. Oh. Brooks can do whatever he wants in his mind palace. Oh, we haven't talked about the mind palace in a we while. We really haven't I talked about the mind palace in a long time. In a bit. Well, the mind palace has been under, under renovation. <laughs> You've just got yellow tape, yellow caution tape all over. <laughs> Conde- big condemned sign on the out- on the outside. <laughs> so, um, next week, next Friday, uh, is the release of uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury on the Nintendo Switch. I'm very excited oh, that looks, for that. That looks so rad. That trailer was sick. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what they do with the Bowser's Fury stuff. It looks like it's an open worldy kind of thing uh, where you're just yeah. getting like shine sprites. Um, or ki- kitty cat shine sprites, rather. And you're going to turn into a giant Ultraman Mario and just kick the shit out of Bowser. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be ser- seriously cool. Uh, oh, yeah. However, uh, the game has leaked. It is on the Internet. And uh, um, largely, I believe, due to Walmart breaking the street date, as they tend to do. And uh, I just don't know what goes through people's minds when they go, hey, I got this copy of this game that doesn't come out for a week or two. I'm going to stream it. Like, that's a smart idea. <laughs> like, especially with a Nintendo property and how litigious they are. Right. <laughs> press outlets are still under review embargoes for that shit. Are they really? Yeah. It's so, really like, they, they probably won't be able to start putting out their reviews until next Thursday because it comes out next Friday. Uh, you know, I have to wonder, though. Can those streamers get really get in trouble? They're not part of the press, and if it's through Walmart who let the 
came out so early. That's the thing. Really, their fault. It got uh, street date was broken by a Walmart somewhere, and then someone ripped the game and put it online. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't widespread enough for a bunch of people to have gotten their hands on on this game and just be playing a legitimate cartridge. So a lot of these people are just advertising that they stole the game. Well, that's just stupid. Yeah. Hey, I stole a game and I'm trying to make money off of it on the internet. <laughs> Give me all of your clout. Newsflash, I stole it. It was me. Here's my IP address. Yeah. I did it. Nintendo, come sue me, please. So be aware of spoilers. Um, you know, uh, I personally want uh, the big Bowser fight to be a surprise when I dive in on day one and, and play that game. So. Cause I'm like, and uh, I, oh. I read that it's a two player, right? You can have a second player control baby Bowser. Is that true? But I read, I think I, so. I know that they're doing online multiplayer for the 3d world. So you can do four player on the 3d world. So. Um, but I hadn't heard anything about how that would work or cross over to Bowser's Fury. Uh, but that that uh, would be pretty cool. I, I'd be interested to see what kind of gameplay that's like. I hope it's not the kind of passive two-player gameplay that you get in uh, like Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, I think it might be more like a t- like a Tales to your Sonic type of thing, right? Because right? he can a little brother, uh, little uh, brother mode, yeah. role. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom says I have to stop handing you a control that isn't plugged in. So what do I got? <laughs> um, Cameron is listening. I'm still not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, going to be a good game. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, so I talked about the medium last week. Yeah. I beat it this week and mm-hmm. it is a very good game. Uh, Hold on. You, you beat a game. I, <laughs> I did beat a game. Who are you? I only missed uh. three achievements. Who are you? Um, Brooks is, is queuing something up here. No, no. Uh, I have a con- a confused parent who doesn't understand why I'm not available for a couple of hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was what I thought was really cool was um, there are some Blair Witch references in it because it was made by the same dev team. Oh, cool! Oh, um, there's the big creepy tree uh, in it. And uh, you come across a dog in the woods. And I just kept waiting for uh, my character to look around his neck and see a name tag that said bullet. Can you pat it? Uh, you cannot. Because you bullshit. He's there Fuck to lead you. You do pet it in a cut scene, but you cannot trigger the petting because you are not ever like he is there to lead you. And so he is not like at your side. Zero to ten, unplayable garbage. <laughs> can't believe you paid money for that. I didn't. Yeah, it's honestly. on Game Pass. Um, I can't believe Game Pass paid money for that. <laughs> honestly, you should just uninstall or stop subscribing to Game Pass because of this garbage. <laughs> and apparently, um, 
something that I overlooked on my playthrough, but Modem caught on his. Uh, one of the little uh, wood uh, figurines, the twig figurines, uh, is visible uh, in it as ah. well. Yeah. Oh, sick. That's cool. I I like. Once I know that a game is going to stick a bunch of stuff from other games in there, it it makes it more. It makes me watch the background a little more. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, what's going on? Um, Start looking around every every scene that you're in. <laughs> I will say, uh, and without context, this isn't really a spoiler, but I think that people deserve the warning. Uh, trigger warning for uh, this game: um, uh, child molestation. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not even like graphically described or anything like that, but. Uh, there is like it is a psychological uh horror kind of thing and is it tasteful and necessary to the story it is yes okay um it is very important in because it kind of the game has themes of people's inner demons and personifies those inner demons and gotcha. uh, um yeah it was it made me sick to my stomach um Ooh. but i was happy with the outcome this sounds like a game I will not want to play, but will probably be forced to play at some point in the future. It's honestly the entertainment of internet people. It's honestly the, the, the not stress. scary. Like it, <laughs> it, it doesn't hit the point of the last 10, 15 minutes of Blair Witch. Like it doesn't ever okay. get that scary. Okay. I'll There's two jump scares in the whole game. I think. It's mostly atmospheric and and mood setting and storytelling and and things like that. And you should have said there was three, so Tyler would be ready for it. <laughs> it, it would be like just it'd be like in time. it would be like in How I Met Your Mother, slaps giving, like <laughs> just not knowing when the slap's gonna come, expecting the slap. <laughs> no, you so much work. <laughs> I, I, I I didn't mean to interrupt there. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, you know, they do atmospheric storytelling very well. Bloober team, uh, does atmospheric storytelling extremely well. Um, I forgot it was bloober team. Yeah. And I like saying bloober team <laughs> that, that, that whole per- portrayal of like inner demons and psychological conflict. I feel like they really nailed in observer as well. Yeah. So that's no surprise then I, I, I want to play it now that I know remembered who did it. Yeah. It is very good. Uh, it is currently only available for uh, the Xbox Series uh, and uh, PC. Oh, okay. So. so someday. Uh, but yeah, highly, highly recommend. Just be aware. Uh, there are some heavy themes in it. It gets dark. Uh, but it is very good and well worth, well worth the trip. There are some graphical glitches that I noticed uh that were kind of distracting but it wasn't so pervasive as to be game breaking uh there are like some weird chromatic flashing and and stuff like that um but uh it's not ever enough to make the game unplayable so okay 
yeah I'll have to check that out maybe super cool game um trying to think what else yeah uh mass effect uh, the legendary edition has a release date now so that's pretty fun isn't it may kind of like may 16th or something like that i want to say not doing any uh online stuff and then one of the dlcs from mass effect one is not going to be included on it because the team that made it uh the source code for the dlc got corrupt so they would have to rebuild it from scratch oh wow that sucks yeah Yeah, that is that is terrible which dlc was it i can't remember but yeah i have no idea i never got big into mass effect same um, I, for me, it was one of those games that I, I've told the story. I got like 30 hours in, 30 plus hours in, and my game corrupted and crashed. And I could never get past that point where I, where my games or my game save got corrupted. So I had to, I would have had to restart and I just never did. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so mad that I was just like, fuck this piece of shit. And I never played Mass Effect ever again, even though I really enjoyed it up until that point. Yeah, I played the first one and, uh, and I'm sure I've talked about this before. It always uh, like I didn't like that it had um, first person shooter controls, but RPG hit elements. So, There's, yeah, that was a little wonky. I when was I watching my it. bullets hit a character and not register damage because the actual RPG, you know, dice roll that was happening in the background was a miss. Mass Effect 2 did away with that system. And I know that they're uh, augmenting the system for Mass Effect 1 in the in the remaster here. So, like, they'll be getting... I think that that part that of, of the game's disappearing. I hope so. They're all... They're also uh, getting rid of all the gratuitous butt shots. I was going to say, uh, the <laughs> internet that, yeah. is, is fucking screeing about this shit where, you know, there's a gratuitous butt shot while she's talking about, like, what to do about her dead brother or some shit like that or a dead family member. And it, it, people are screeing about the removal of the butt shot. And it's like, dude, it's a heavy scene. The butt shot lends nothing to it. It's inappropriate in every sense of the word. Like, fucking get over it, dude. If you want porn, look up porn, for fuck's sake. Uh, No, it is integral and necessary to the aesthetic that the developers were really going for and how that everything is ass, and we should just accept that into our lives. They're changing the game, Ryan. How How can I write my fim chef? Mario slash fic if I can't get any <laughs> if, I am such I a Mass it. Effect fan that I can recognize any character by their butt cheeks exclusively <laughs> <sighs> I don't even have to see if I just hear their ass cheeks clapping listen it's not Mass Effect it's ass effect <laughs> you can't spell Mass Effect without ass and the low-hanging fruit award goes to Tyler. <laughs> the internet is a hellscape. Truly. It's true. Hey, we're on the internet. Hey! <laughs> Does that make us demons? This makes you a demon. Are, are, they, are they getting death threats for it? Probably. That's, Probably. That's how the internet goes. It's the internet, I just, baby. <laughs> I just assume... I, 
I can't imagine ever being that mad at anything. Yeah. To like, I'm going to write a death threat. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you, Brooks. <laughs> like, there are some times that I think to myself, it's like, wow, maybe I'm overreacting, you know, to towards stuff. But then I think about those people like that. It's like, well, I've never sent a death threat to anyone at Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> For getting Christ. rid of ass cheeks. <laughs> <sighs> and, well, and that's not Ubisoft, it's Bioware. Um, Sorry, I heard Bioware in my head. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably give Mass Effect another try once Legendary Edition comes out. I'm definitely going to. I, I've always enjoyed the stories of it, and it's like, you know, it's a sci-fi g- game. I love sci-fi space opera. So. <laughs> I've had a lot of people tell me that I would enjoy it, but I just didn't have the time when, when it was relevant. Sure. But now it, now it is again, so... Yeah, I mean, they've changed some of the systems to uh, make it more modern like a few of the the gameplay elements so oh red now yeah i mean if it's getting modifications and improvements and it's not just a a straight up you know one-to-one redo then yeah sure i'll give it a go give it another go and see if it sticks you know what they're saying is that some less it's not quite a remake like uh final fantasy 7 was but it's a lot more than just a normal. Well, not a lot of remakes are remakes in the way that Final Fantasy VII was. I feel like that that is the extreme. Yeah, on one end of the scale. But I would. I, 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 I love that they did it. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That game was so brilliant. I cannot wait for the next chapter. Yeah, which twenty twenty seven. We'll find out fortieth anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> right uh, 20th anniversary of final fantasy 7 remake <laughs> you get, yeah you right get the second disc <laughs> <laughs> i still need to beat remake i'm it's really still in the good. sewers i was just thinking about it like because <laughs> i was like oh i beat it i'm done no more final fantasy 7 remake and it just hit me in my head oh wait <laughs> Yeah, right. There's going to be more. <laughs> good, good. I'm I am excited. waiting for them to like, I want, I want them to actually like fully realize a Final Fantasy VII universe uh, where, you know, maybe, maybe we even get a playable copy of Dirge of Cerberus or, you know, maybe Inco- incorporating it in, into the game. Yeah. Like either that or, or even like doing offshoots justice uh like uh redoing crisis core on a primary console instead of a handheld like even when when crisis core like when uh psp games were being made to to be played on on the ps vita so you could download them through the psn crisis core never got that treatment even though it is easily one of the absolute top psp games ever released yeah, that that was uh, when I was emulating PSP stuff pretty regularly. That was one that I made sure that I I got a hold of. Yeah, I I, I didn't play a whole lot of it though because I I think at the time I hadn't really I didn't really care as much. I, I think I think by then though I hadn't finished the first Final Fantasy VII. I kind of got into I got into that later. Sure. Um. But yeah, I'd like to see uh the the entire Zack storyline told in the remake engine. 
I just want to see. I just want to play more games with. Yeah, that. I, I want more Final Fantasy re, like different games remade in the engine like that. Oh, totally, absolutely. Like, like I want to see six. I want to see six in that. That'd be cool. Uh, and we can just oh, ignore oh, that eight ever happened unless they're gonna like make Squall <laughs> a character. Um, and I'd love to see nine get the same treatment. I'd love to see Kingdom Hearts get the same trash. <laughs> Nope. Get out of here with that trash. Nope. <laughs> nope. Kingdom Farts. Get dunked on. Sora and his 4K glory. Get hyucked on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you liberal hyuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Once again, there uh, was a, a new episode of WandaVision. Oh my god. Yep. I'm still not caught up. I, I'm sorry. I didn't god. see the newest one. I want to do a spoiler cast just for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just, yeah. I don't ha- it, mm. just I've got it. theories. I've got theories. Um, and my initial theories are out the window right now, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, if if I said something that I suspect, um, would it be too spoilery? I don't think so because so the press has all, I'm, I'm willing to bet. I know where you're going and the press has already, the press has already, said like hey they're hiding this character like this character has shown up in in like these are ways that they've hidden this MCU character and not who has historically not been a part of the MCU to this point and if he is the antagonist of this series they've hidden hints as to his existence in things like the intro to WandaVision or the outro to WandaVision I think and and stuff like that House of M? Huh? House of M? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I've been trying to avoid uh, reading anything about it on, online this week since I, was, yeah, I need to catch up. But I, I, was, thinking, I was thinking about that yeah. uh, by the second episode. And I had those thoughts as well, but also found myself very confused like if that were to have been the case i found myself confused by wanda's behavior and they, they might, might might be trying to make it more palatable i suppose well so um yeah i i can't if, i can't get into too many details without spoiling stuff but also if, if, good lord I'm just going to say, fuck you, the end of this most recent episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. That oh. was where I was. Oh, my God. Oh, what I'm excited about is if, if it's House of M that leaves room for a, a favorite storyline of mine uh, that involves this guy right here. Oh, really? Mm hmm. I, I, I can't I cannot say his name and uh, and people will get it. Oh yeah, it's it, it is one of the it is like my favorite arc of that character hmm. specifically. I wonder if Josh Brolin I, would reprise his role as Cable. 
I would hope so. Awesome. I would hope so. I I mean I. I mean, you guys know that it took a it took me a year to watch Deadpool two because I was like so concerned <laughs> that I was gonna hate it. Just like, no, this is the one chance. Uh, and it was it was good. I liked it. It was fine. You guys saw that uh, Deadpool three has officially been coming out as it'll be rated R, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It would so have to exciting. be like Disney can't take over Fox then just be like, look, okay, you guys, no more rated R movies. We're going to put some gloves on. We're going to treat oh. our audience like little babies. Deadpool's only going to say the word, the F word one time because that's all that's allowed if you have a PG 13. No movies, okay? <laughs> Honestly, though, considering um, Once Upon a Deadpool. Uh, I think that if that were something that, so first off, I'm looking forward to Deadpool three specifically because you know that Deadpool is going to make reference to the mouse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to get some Disney. And uh, (laughs) so like, even if they did force it to be a PG or PG 13 film, I think it would work because of how, how, like they would just lean on, lean into it hard. Oh yeah, there'd be moments where they like censor things, or <laughs> Deadpool shows up on screen. We can't show this part. <laughs> or no, I would imagine that Deadpool will notice himself getting bleeped, and would you know, and just be like, "What the bleep? Who's doing that?" You know, and there would be like Mickey Mouse pressing a button or something like that. We we shall see. I I I I hope so. Uh, I also hope that they make another Once Upon a Deadpool uh, style edit edited yeah. one for you know kids TV and airplanes. <laughs> I'm sure they would just for like probably have that like show up on Disney Plus. This is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps. If if only <laughs> if for no other reason than to avoid dub nightmares like Stranger in the Alps. Uh, I think that the practice of doing a PG-13 recut with a few extra scenes, you know, to kind of soften that. Like, I, I don't think that that would work with many other properties. Mm-hmm. I think that it only works with Deadpool because of the fourth wall breaks, because Deadpool knows who he is, where he is, what he is. He's the only comic book character who knows he's in a comic book, you know, who knows he's in a movie, he, you know. So uh, I think that that approach works well with that type of character. But it'd be really funny if they kidnapped Fred Savage again. <laughs> yeah. But to do to do the same thing with the big Lebowski wouldn't really work. Yeah. We lost Kalen. No, it's uh, uh in, instead of instead of the Fred Savage one, it uh, it's a never ending story gag or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That would actually be amazing. Every every movie that they do a recut for, it's a different. Yeah, right. <laughs> Little kid story thing. Yeah. The time bandits. Macaulay Culkin from Page Master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's animated for that, that segment, you know? That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. S- speaking of which, um, I haven't seen it yet, but it came out on Friday. There's a new Studio Ghibli movie, the first one in six years. Um, 
That's uh, a 3D animated one. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. It's on. Uh, it, I haven't it's watched like, it, but it's on a. It's HBO like Max. 60s psychedelic themed kind of thing. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, Earwig and the Witch. Hmm. Yeah, it, it looks it looks pretty nutty. Uh, I saw. Uh, I think the same animation. People also just did the the Lupin movie we talked about last week. Lupin the third, the first. <laughs> uh, uh, that that is what it's called. Lupin the third, the colon, first, the first. The freaking um, anime style and and this and Earwig and the Witch is really weird. It's weird, but I somehow like when I saw the first so there's the trailer, I was just like, oh yeah, this is Studio Ghibli. Look at those faces, you know. Uh, yeah, it's definitely on brand, but at the same time, I'm like, my brain's kind of fighting itself over what. <laughs> I don't know how what I think. I'm definitely gonna have to watch this. Yeah, I uh, we watched a weird one that we hadn't. You know, there's like the five Studio Ghibli movies that everyone talks about, like My Neighbor Totoro, House of Castle, Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, and um, Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. Those are like the five. So we watched like some of the other ones, <laughs> and the most, uh, the hardest translation of cultural context, uh, the award goes to Pompoko. Which I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I have not. Um, you so you guys are familiar with the Tanuki suit from Mario Three, right? Yes. So you know that that's based on a mythological creature, the a Tanuki. raccoon with giant balls. Yes. Yes, so Pompoko is a movie about raccoons with giant balls. Uh, <laughs> and the English dub has uh, Mr. Krabs, um, J.K. Simmons, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and like a whole bunch of other people. Oh, Mr. Krabs is uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, yeah. the Kurgan. Yes. Um, who I also forgot was in Shawshank until I saw a little thing about it the other day. He's great. I I've love Clancy Brown. I love Clancy Brown in in fucking uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I just like hearing him talk. Yes, like he has a great like, fucking voice. Yeah, I love him in Buckaroo Banzai. Like he's he's dying, but he still sounds like Mr. Krabs. Man, <laughs> so I'm looking I'm looking at screenshots of Earwig and the Witch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this animation style. Or like it being 3D. I'd, I'd have to see. It looks weird. Yeah, my brain is not hating it, but it's yeah. also not. Loved. It's almost like it's stylized in such a way where it's almost like just perfectly sculpted, but it looks too plasticine, you know, like. I, I get I get the same kind of vibe that I got from when I saw the trailer for the remake of Link's Awakening. Sure, sure. And, and like, that's supposed to look like toys. Um, But I I love the the poster, though. The poster is cool. And it makes me interested because I love the, the image of this little girl screaming into a microphone. Like, I like that a lot. So I'm very curious. I need to watch this. Yeah, I I saw the uh, they had a clip of like the first like three minutes, which uh, I like that HBO has been doing that Mm -hmm. uh, with with their their stuff coming out like with Wonder Woman. That was like, oh, okay. And in that case, it didn't pan out very well. Yeah, right. Um, But 
it was it was a nice little treat and the first three minutes of that movie were pretty normal like i wish it was maybe like five minutes instead of three but it just you know took you to the the the, the title sequence and that was it well now it's out so now, now you can it's out yeah All i'm gonna have to watch that i i uh had not heard about that and uh, um yeah i i first really heard about like i first noticed anything about it i want to say like a month ago which is i i feel like i i hear about stuff like that coming out much earlier i guess right that's what i was thinking when because i saw it pop up on on hbo max yesterday and and i was like and that was the first i'd ever heard of it i honestly was mm-hmm. like i actually didn't really i thought i was reading it wrong that it was a studio ghibli movie because it didn't really you know have the same animation style i was like what <laughs> well it's also important to to note that um Studio Ghibli movies are no longer Miyazaki movies. Miyazaki has retired. That he came back twelfth time. I yeah, don't he, he think he's retiring he came back. and coming back. I think Miyazaki is uh, officially retired at this point. They have put him on ice until they need the next moneymaker. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cryogenically frozen. <laughs> he lives. He lives project to project, only vaguely aware of the outside world. <laughs> yeah. Following the release of The Wind Rises, Miyazaki announced his retirement from feature films. Though he returned to work on a new feature film in 2016. Um, I thought that there was another another point where he said that he was retiring. That was more recent. I I do like um I mean even stuff that he hasn't had a hand in in Studio Ghibli hasn't been terrible with yeah. the exception of Tal- Tales of Ursi because that movie is fucking garbage. Never it's actually watched insu- uh, Tales of Ursi. It's an insult to the book that it's based on. But I've actually noticed and prepare for a bunch of hateful comments, you know, underneath uh this thing but to those people that like Howl's Moving Castle, it's a garbage movie. It makes no sense, and y'all just got to suck it up and, and, and get the sentimentality out of your opinion, because all the ones they base on books have just been terrible, or just, like, incomplete. Even The Secret how, World of Arietti is kind of like, ah, uh, okay. How, many, how Miyazaki is actually doing... Calcifer disagrees right with you. I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy watching parts of it, but it's dumb. <laughs> Uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki is doing a... a, a Hi, a, Ryan! He's doing a film. He's making a film, guys. How do you live? <laughs> it's filming right now. And he also did a short, Borrow the Caterpillar. He's making a live Jeff. action film, or...? Uh, no, it's a... How do you live is a... Oh, man, that would be so weird. Yeah, right? A live action <laughs> Studio Ghibli movie? It's an animated movie. Okay. It looks like it anyway. The only photo that they have of it is the photo oh, of the book. Oh, I feel did. like I've Uh-oh. heard about this. It'd be kind of fun to to see them do like uh so you know how in like Mary like movies like Mary Poppins and Bedknobs and Broomsticks that had live action interact with like cartoons. It'd be cool to see uh a, a Studio Ghibli take on that. I think I'm going to cry you guys. 
Why? In October 2017, Studio Ghibli announced the film will be titled How Do You Live? Toshio Suzuki said that Miyazaki is working on the film for his grandson as his way of saying, quote, Grandpa is moving on to the next world soon, but he is leaving this film behind because he loves you. That's really sweet. What? I hope hopefully it's not a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's like uh, that. That's risky. You know, I, I feel like maybe I would make the movie first. <laughs> then like, say that. OK, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Okay. Suzuki said in, in August legacy. Suzuki said in August 2018, the projections were for 2021 or 2022 completion. In a late 2019 interview with NHK, Miyazaki stated that the film is not to be expected anytime soon. He said that in his younger age, he used to produce 10 minutes of animation every month, but now his speed is reduced to one minute per month. As of October 2019, the film was confirmed to be 15% complete. In May 2020, Suzuki told Entertainment Weekly that 60 animators were working on the film. 36 minutes of the film had been completed after three years of production. Suzuki said, we are Not still hand-drawing everything, but it takes us more time to complete a film because we're drawing more frames, and they are hoping it will finish in the next three years. Damn. Yeah, hey, no sometimes, shit, dude. So, sometimes you gotta <laughs> slow cook it to get it just right. Yeah, no kidding. Good lord. Must be harder to make make the stuff as he's older now, too. Like He's been... He's 80. He's 80. Yeah. Man. I am not looking forward to. Th- yeah, uh, he's he still he still has another forty years left. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll be, he'll be one of those old guys that lives to like one hundred and twenty, and then like the week before he dies, he'll be like, "I can't ride my bike anymore." <laughs> um, that's the thing that makes him realize he's old, <laughs> not that he's lived through World War Two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Since World War II. Since World War II. 1941. Yeah. Uh. He was a wee baby. Yep. Did... Uh. Ghibli didn't... Who did... Grave of the Fireflies? That's them. Is it Ghibli? Yeah, it was like uh, in response to the conflict in Bosnia. Still have never seen that movie. I've heard it's very... Yeah, if prepare, you ever watch it, just just prepare to cry a lot. I love it. I uh, I, I I have seen it. I want to say like five or six times because it's just so it, good. Oof, it's good. It's a punch in the gut, man. It is such a punch in the gut. It's so 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 difficult to watch. It's beautiful, but it's it's. Wow. Sad. Okay. Yeah. I will watch it and cry. Like have an it's entire been, box of fucking tissues next to you. It's like a threads as a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I it I mean, actually I would say it is more emotionally written than threads. Yes. Jesus threads was fucking Oh, you watched it? That was a movie. <laughs> that was a movie. Holy shit. Yeah. Like it's a movie that makes you want to take a shower when you're done. So you can oh, cry yeah. in it. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I just had this knot in my stomach for the rest of the day. Like, like I watch it like some Saturday and I was just like the Saturday afternoon. I just really made it a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just made me want to call my mom. <laughs> so, um, speaking of, uh, HBO max and, and things on HBO max, have you guys ever watched search party? No. It's got. I, I I saw the thumbnail for it. It's got mm-hmm. maybe from uh from uh Arrested Development. Okay. Um, it is a train wreck of a series, but in the best possible way. Uh, they just re- okay. They just uh finished up season four, and. Uh, they finished it up in in such a way where they could end it there and it would be fine. Uh, we don't know yet whether it's going to get a fifth season. The creators are saying that they are open to and hoping for a fifth season. But I recommend it. Um, I binged it uh, as season four was releasing and got all all caught up. And it is... It's intense. Like... It starts out feeling like it's going to be this lighthearted thing. And then everything goes wrong. And it it is a very good film or not film series uh, that was created. If I remember correctly, it's created by Michael Showalter. Uh, I do not know who that is. He is from the state. He is from Stella. Um, He is... Uh, the like all the people in the state are pretty much behind every major comedy film, you know, for the past twenty years at this point. Uh, they're in, the people um, behind Reno Nine One One. He's in uh in Wet Hot American Summer. They he's are the, the people behind Wet uh, Wet Hot American Summer. These are all things that I haven't actually really watched. So, um. Give me a second. I'm I'm looking him up. Real so quick. Michael Showalter is oh. like the state was uh, Carrie Kenny, um, Judd, uh, Thomas Lennon, Michael Showalter, Joe Truglio from uh, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, David Wayne, uh, Ken Marino. These are all people you'd recognize if you saw. Uh, what's what's the Mi- Michael's uh, middle name again? You mean his Michael name? Show Show Michael Walter. Walter Show Walter? Yeah, like one. It's he doesn't have a middle name. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's why <laughs> That's I was confused. Right. I'm like mi- middle, Michael middle Show name? Walter. <laughs> I oh, thought you were okay. joke for a second. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were too. I thought you were you were doing a Brooks. No, it, no, I, I I am doing a Brooks just the other way. Um, <laughs> It says something of <laughs> what I think of your comedic style. And I sat there going, okay, am I not understanding this joke? Not <laughs> first, not like, oh, he, he mista- mistook something. No. How is Brooks turning this into a Brooks thing? <laughs> uh, I, I do vaguely recognize uh, this person. Yeah, he's, something. he's hilarious. Was he in the, the big sick, maybe? Maybe it's been a while since I've seen the Big Sick. Um, mm-hmm. But he was a director uh, of Sick. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Then yeah, he was probably in the Big Sick as well. 
Um, but yeah, all those those people from the state, you know, I've I've sung the praises of of the state before, which you can get mm-hmm. each season for like two bucks on Amazon. I highly recommend it because it's all absolutely hilarious. It's in my opinion the best skit comedy out of the '90s, uh, Kids in the Hall included. Okay, I, uh, I I missed out on most skit comedy shows. Um, like I grew up with I got to see a couple episodes of In Living Color um, I loved In Living Color <laughs> I, I was a big fan of all that and the Amanda show and I that human. was pretty much it until I, I became an adult Human Giant was probably my favorite with, uh, Human Giant was good um, I bet you both missed House of Buggin yes yes I did I don't know. You know, sometimes I wonder if you're just making this stuff up. House uh, of Buggin. <laughs> House of Buggin was. You know, there was a sketch comedy show called The Hand of Wood from the 90s. It was just really good. <laughs> no, so House of Buggin was, uh, you know, where um, uh, In Living Color was uh, definitely a uh, uh, black comedy showcase. House of Buggin was yeah it kind of uh was latin america's answer to that oh okay oh you know I think and it I've was seen john leguizamo and uh louise guzman mm-hmm. um and i can't remember who else was in it uh but it was after in living color had had already started and i think it was even a fox production as well so they were both on fox and David was in it. <laughs> yeah so it, it was uh very funny, but apparently not as funny to be remembered as fondly as In Living Color was. Uh, also only got one season. In only ten total episodes, that would probably be why it's not as well. But I mean, John Leguizamo oh, yeah. is one of the funniest human beings on the planet, so. I do. He is very funny. Uh, the one skit, uh, skit show that I that I got into uh, as an adult uh, is a bit of Fry and Laurie. I've seen every episode of that. Yeah, as have I. A bit of Fry and Laurie is is brilliant. That show slaps. America. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. The I, I like the, the the bishop and the warlord sketches with uh, the 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 pastor dude and the, like Hugh Laurie playing guitar like behind him. Yeah, <laughs> I love the uh, my the the two. God, there's so many fucking good ones. But like one of my favorite ones is the forlorn, you know, husband uh, and the uh, barkeep who uh, finishes his sentences by offering him things that are also uh, double entendres. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Also, uh, Stephen Fry being overly verbose with an interviewer is saying lots of things, but really saying nothing at all. And Hugh Laurie is just kind of like, if you're just joining us, we're talking about beats, you know, or just something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love it. And uh, then I, the one where for a lot of my, uh, Hugh Laurie goes to the, uh, Dean of the school upset that, uh, he's, he's, uh, his child is being taught about sex and how to make babies. That, that one is is good or all, all the, the businessmen sketches where they're just like just drinking and just be like damn it's all Marjorie <laughs> and, and, and yeah 
like like nineties nineties like yuppie garbage that I love to make fun of, even though I don't remember the, that actual time. <laughs> uh, another uh, British uh, skit comedy show um, that is worth watching. Uh, actually, a couple of them. Um, uh, that Mitchell and Webb look okay. is fucking phenomenal. It's absolutely hilarious. It's uh, Stephen Mitchell and I can't remember Webb's uh, uh, first name. Um, I love, but I it's love it's Steve the Peep Mitchell. Show guys. And uh, another one that is a fun watch is uh, Big Train. And Big Train is before Simon Pegg did the Cornetto trilogy. Okay. And it's Simon Pegg. And and it's a lot of the same actors that he used in the Cornetto trilogy. Ooh. Yeah. I need to check that out. Like there's okay there's this great skit where uh Simon Pegg uh is is biking and gets stopped by a uh tourist and they're like, "Excuse me, could you uh uh tell me where such and such is?" He goes he looks at her and goes, "No, nah, I'm sorry, I don't speak English." And it, <laughs> so it just becomes this this whole, you know, conversation where he's just like, "No, nah, I can't understand understand a word that you're saying. I don't speak English." <laughs> and uh, so then eventually she likes Sprechen Sie Deutsch uh, and he responds to her in German saying nine, nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's, yeah, it's all absurdist humor. It's very, very funny. Well, that is my bag. Yeah. <sighs> How do you know so many sketch comedy shows, Ryan? You because literally was born in the age of Flip Wilson. <laughs> You can really start putting words together and to call them before there was vaudeville, there was Ryan. <laughs> so, like in the nineties, I I was big into uh, skit comedy, and uh, you know it, it was before the internet. So, like, and certainly before streaming media on the internet. So, you know, it, these were things that you just sometimes caught chance glimpses of by turning on the TV, and it, it, like you didn't know, or at least I didn't because I was a kid. Like I didn't know what I was looking for or what I was even watching. It was stuff that that kind of came up, and I didn't know when I could expect to watch it. So, like. Kids in the Hall was a rare treat when I'd pop on the TV and uh, see it's like oh it's these guys again and mm-hmm. I had no idea when or how to 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 watch them and same with the state like I knew it was on MTV I didn't know when and uh, I just kind of stumbled on it and it consistently blew my mind with with just how funny it was and even looking back at all that stuff now how well it all uh, holds, you know, like it, it stands, you know, it still, you know, it stands, it stands well, uh, today. And, um, I don't know. I, I've always kind of loved a lot of the actors that I like in popular media, um, today got their start in skit groups. And so to see like that Simon Pegg had the big train, right. You know, when, when you find an actor like a comedic actor that you enjoy you obviously look at uh, to see what else they've done and then you end up falling down a rabbit hole and find you know this gold mine of british television like big train or spaced or you know any of the other series that simon Pegg had done that never really made it to the u.s like the the word is not around so you just kind of end up yeah. downloading it and binging it because it's fucking great 
honestly, m- most of most of the 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 uh, B- uh, British stuff that didn't get super mainstream over here. The only reason I found them was because we were poor and checking out movies from the library. <laughs> oh so, sure, process of elimination where it's just like. Yeah, okay, we've rented, we've got Total Recall from the library a thousand times, what else do we have, you know, like, it's how I saw Doctor Who for the first time. I've watched uh, all 45 seasons of Every Creature Great and Small. <laughs> watched all seven, seven box sets of Upstairs, Downstairs. Uh, yeah, but, but, uh, I'm super glad that the internet exists now, because there are so many weird old things that I watched, because that was what's, what's what was around. That I can actually talk to people about now, unlike ten years ago, which was like, "Hey, have you seen? Are you being served? What are you talking about?" Like ninety percent, ninety percent of the that kind of shit that I got exposed to was all thanks to public access in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, uh, Channel yes. Eleven, WTTW. Yeah, PBS had the business like keeping up appearances. Yeah, anytime, anytime that was on, and we didn't know when it was coming on. It was just. Oh, all right, we got a half. We're sitting down. We're finishing this. Like, we got to watch this. Faulty Towers and uh, mm-hmm. All Creatures Faulty Great Towers and Small so and, and shit like that. Like all these things that, you know, like my it was the channel that my gram watched when I was a little kid. So I got exposed to all that shit. All thanks to PBS. Thanks, PBS. And that that that's like station that i was watching all that that british stuff on is one of the stations that got taken over by the max headroom hijack in uh uh in chicago because it it got taken over uh the first station that got taken over was wttw which was the pbs station while they were airing a doctor who um Uh, episode and then uh they took over wgn i know they were going for um uh i've 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 seen some videos on the max headroom incident and uh, it it's interesting yeah it's creepy i love it i fucking love it so much it's super creepy and those kinds of things are some of my favorite things those like creepy unexplained like decades after it ha- after it happened they don't know who did that Right or exactly how how they did it? No, they know exactly and, how. They do know exactly how. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it was a an uplink spoof. It was basically the old old time equivalent of a man in the middle attack, because oh, okay. all the stuff was being broadcast by satellites, and it was a line of sight technology. So they situated themselves with enough equipment in the middle of the line of sight for that satellite and hijack the uplink. Oh, okay. So they basically, to them, they were able to trick the receiving satellite of, of the TV station into thinking that they were the sending satellite. Uh, I, uh, I love that if anyone came out now and said that they did it, I wouldn't believe them. <laughs> so uh there was a few years ago a dude on Reddit who claims that he thinks he knows who did it. And mm-hmm. it, it was a uh, a group of of older friends of his when he was young in the 80s. Bunch of nerds. I mean yeah, basically, but 
It, it explains their lack of charisma on camera. Well, <laughs> he kind of goes into that as well, where one of them was uh, incredibly intelligent, very standoffish, and likely autistic, and uh, is uh, supposed to be the, the mastermind behind the whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was him, I would... I would uh, definitely just on my deathbed. <laughs> Max Headroom is as creepy enough as it is. Max just Headroom was fucking great. You bite your un- tongue. Unsettling. <laughs> unsettling, creepy, and I, I like it still. But it, it's still unsettling have- and creepy because of the Max Headroom incident that just kind of overshadows that where it's like, ugh. <laughs> Do you think Gross. those guys still have their Max Headroom mask? Or have have that have that mask? Like it just- God, could you imagine... How much that would be auctioned off for? So much. Oh, some 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 like rich villain has that in his like super base on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like this like long hallway of trophies. You know, it's like yes, I have the Max Headroom mask incident and all the equipment. You know, and it's just like over here and it's set up. It's like I have the gun that killed JFK. It's like uh, it like, would be no, it would be the um, formula Coke. It would be the du- God. Why can't I remember the character's name? But in Venture Brothers, um, uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Billy Quizboy's uh, arch nemesis, uh, the collector. Yeah. Who always mm-hmm. talks like this. I've got the original of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, my- some guy like that. Yeah, just on the moon, of course, because <laughs> of course. it has to be. Uh, uh, I actually have an original edition Earth Moon, the yeah. only one of its kind. <laughs> I I have uh, the original screen-used Death Star. <laughs> I have the, ori- the I original screen-used <laughs> moon for the moon landing. Screen-used <laughs> by the government to fake the moon landing. No, no, no. You see, that's the best part about the moon. It's like... It's like, you know, it doesn't, you can say that and it still doesn't imply that it was actually like faked because it, it is the it screen is the moon. moon. Yeah, it's the actual <laughs> it's moon. The only moon. <laughs> it's <in> one piece. <laughs> well, we have uh, gotten to the end of this episode. Uh, fellas, why don't you uh, tell me what you've been playing this week? More Hollow Knight. Such a good game. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been, been rolling around collecting X, you know, like uh, upgrades and shit. Because I, I tried so hard to not look at anything about the game. Because I was like, I'm gonna experience this like I did Symphony of the Night and just kind of run around until I figure out what I'm doing. But then I got kind of frustrated with the boss and started digging around. <laughs> and I was like, what? This this upgrade exists? Jesus, you know? <laughs> no hints in the game about it at all. That's why I like it. Anyways, yes. that, that's all I played. Yeah, I didn't really play much this mo- this week. I I actually watched movies a little bit more. I kind of mm-hmm. got caught up watching a lot of the DC. Oh, movies but Tyler, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you have a PlayStation Five. PlayStation Five. I forgot about Gang Beasts. I forgot Gang about Beasts Gang is so Beasts. great. <laughs> Until now, it's it's the first game that we've had in the house that all three of us are at the same like level of skill. Because, like, because there is no level of there is no skill in that like, game. I mean, I mean, like we're we're good enough to like not to like you know get through a lot of waves, you know. So like we can we can handle the game to its fullest, and but we're all equally good, and so no one gets frustrated because everyone is like taking the exact amount of time to lose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and 
And it's just, it's the first time in a long time that I've, I've had that couch co-op experience. It's just like, yes, I want this to never end. It's such a fun game. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Taylor. Uh, you, you're burgeoning news about the PlayStation five and it's 500th week in a row. How dare you trample upon this breaking news? I watched uh, I watched DC movies all week. I don't know why. I just really I watched all of the Harley Quinn series, and then there was a whole bunch of those DC movies that were on. Uh, like the DC animated yeah. movies or the DC. Yeah. Okay, those are fine. Those are fine. Yeah, I was I was going. That was my follow up question. Yeah. Nah, did, did anyone actually see the the, the Killing Joke uh, movie? I, I uh, chose not to because they decided to push a relationship angle uh, between Bruce and uh, Batgirl. It was dumb. That part was dumb. But it was really weird because it like. Had, had you guys read The Killing Joke? Yes. I have okay. not, no. Because that relationship thing is kind of in there. Oh, is like it? it? It's not something. Yeah, it's something they added because uh, like the whole yeah, uh, from. Oh, wait, no, I, I did see part of that. I had heard right. that there was a lot that was added specifically to do with that. And it was mm-hmm. unnecessary. And it's kind of really gross for Bruce and Barb. Like, that's not OK. But I, I was uh, the only reason I was asking was to see if it, maybe they had edited it. Because I think I saw the beginning of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah the Killing Joke, whatever." I've the most overrated Batman uh, storyline since the Long Halloween, uh, which is really good. But I mean, it's still I, like them. I like both of them. I mean, they're fine, but that's all I hear. I heard any Batman person talk about for like ten years. Oh, have you seen the Long? Have you seen it, Calendar Man? You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have. What do you mean? I I beat the medium and uh, uh, Control Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Ultimate Edition is on PlayStation Plus um, this month. Oh fuck yes! And uh, but it's only for PlayStation Five. Oh no! Hey Tyler, don't you have one of those? (laughs) (laughs) So. Because I wanted to give it a go in its crispy 4K60 goodness, um, I uh, just played, like, I binged uh, up to, roughly up to where I had stopped playing on PC. Like, I'm I'm almost back to where I was on PC uh, after... An imaginary lie. A good long session. That's that. That's what took me so long with with uh, Hollow Knight on the PS4 because I I've had it on Steam for a little while and I, I got I got pretty decent in into it and then I just kind of stopped plugging. I got tired of plugging my laptop in all the time to play video games. Sure. Uh, and Zeke got it and it's taken me this so long to get to where I was and then now I've surpassed it like twice. Uh, and uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to want to want to pick up something. You're just like, but I got so far, and yeah. I don't play anymore. Um, I I'm just happy to play it on on the big screen, and and it's such yeah. it's such an enjoyable game. Like the the controls and and everything like that. Like it can be 
like as fast as you really want it to be, because honestly, it didn't take me very long to uh, get back to um, where I was on PC. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just kind of I didn't do as much exploring because I had pretty much done all that exploring on PC. Like I'm I'm not picking up every single document in every little obscure corner and like I did on PC. I just know where I'm going and rushing through and being a lot more aggressive in encounters, which uh, is paying off pretty well. Um, Mm. so right now I'm just trying to rush to get my levitation abilities. Um, and then like the game just changes from there. The the traversal Mm. and everything, being able to fly around all you want is incredible and they do a great job with it. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, and I'm even more excited to finally beat it and get to the DLC stuff, uh, and the Alan Wake stuff. Oh, is, is there Alan Wake stuff? Yes. One of the DLC, um, uh, there, so there's two DLCs. One of them is entirely Alan Wake centric. Oh, perfect. That's, that is how I will convince Zeke to play it. Because yeah, he, he really both, liked he really liked American Nightmare. Both games are Remedy Development. Uh, it's the mm-hmm. you know uh, the dev team, and mm-hmm. they are uh, in a shared universe. Um, mm-hmm. So Control talks about altered uh, altered world events or something like that. It, basically, the the acronym is AWE, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> there's these uh, objects of power. And so in the control uh, universe, you are at the Federal Bureau of Control, uh, where they investigate these AWEs and collect uh, objects of power uh, in order to contain them and and things like that. Um, So through it being a shared universe, that means that the happenings of the Alan Wake games are AWEs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, okay. It sounds kind of like um shit. Uh The Lost Room. It kind of reminds sounds a little bit like that like that. You guys ever watched that series on hmm. sci-fi? Um oh, it's like I do know what you're talking about. I have started watching it um once and I couldn't remember where I had started watching it. And so I never went back to it and I couldn't remember what it was called. It's on, it's on Amazon. I think you can, I, I don't think it's, it's on prime, but I mean, if you guys really want to check it out, I have, I have it, I have it on DVD. Cause it's like, I think you can knock out the whole thing in like six or seven hours. Uh, Cause each episode's pretty long. Um, but it's uh, it's a self-contained mini series that kind of left itself open at the end. If it got picked up again and it didn't. Uh, that is the one series that I'm trying to find prop replicas from because of how all that, just the stuff, you know, the weird regular stuff in there, like the, the key and the pen and stuff like yeah. this. I just want, I just want them just around. So I'll know, <laughs> you know, Alfanning's <laughs> so. in that huh? mm. little baby Alfanning. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is a little baby in that. Damn. Yeah, I remember enjoying the the first episode of that that I watched, and I I just didn't come back to it. I guess. 
sad. I need to. Like, uh, it's it's like all like background stories in the SCP universe, <laughs> right? Yeah, not and the, not the ICP universe. <laughs> Makes you wonder where that topic goes in the miracles video. Good night, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for watching and/or listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.